This program is brought to you by Bible Media, under the oversight of the elders of the Chipman Road Congregation in Lee Summit, Missouri. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The topic for discussion today in episode 108 is going to be from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. As God's people, we must be sober and in control of all our faculties at all times, because Jesus will return like a thief in the night. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1 through 11 read, But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you, for you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they say, Peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them, as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of the light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet the hope of salvation. For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Therefore, comfort each other and edify one another, just as you also are doing. So here we see that we are not children of the darkness. We're children of the light. And that we are to be sober. To be sober is to be in control of your faculties. And in verse 7, it says, Those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. The word for drunk here is methustus. And it means... To grow drunk, to be drunk, or in Young's analytical concordance, it says to begin to be softened. And so getting drunk is a progress. It is a progression that starts with the very first drink. To grow drunk means you you start becoming drunk. To begin to be softened means you start to become drunk. And we are to be sober. Sober means to be in control. And from the very first drink we take, according to the Greek word, we start that process of not being in control. And not being in control of our bodies to be softened or to become drunk or to grow drunk means that we have less control with each drink that we take. And why is this so dangerous to us? Well, it's dangerous to us because of the verses in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. And then looking at verse 3, it says, For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them, as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. Verse 4, but you, brethren, are not in darkness so that this day should overtake you as a thief. And then in verses 5 through 11, he explains why we should not be drunk but because, and why we should be sober. P 
peace and safety, they say. But it overtakes them. It comes upon them suddenly. Well, what if we're not in control of our faculties? What if we're not in, what if we don't have self-control and God comes back? And while we are drunk, we're doing things that are not right for a Christian to do because of the lack of self-control that we have because of this process of becoming drunk. Well, then we would be walking as children of the night, but we're not to be children of darkness. Verse 5, you are all sons of the light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. And he ties drunkenness, this process of beginning, methuskos, to begin to be softened, to grow drunk, to become drunk, to being a work of darkness, something that we need to stay away from as children of the light. Going over to Luke chapter 12, and looking at verses 41 through 47, the Bible says, Then Peter said to him, Lord, do you speak this parable only to us or to all people? And the Lord said, Who then is that faithful and wise steward whom his master will make ruler over his household to give them their portion of the food in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. Truly I say to you that he will make him ruler over all that he has. But if the servant says in his heart, My master is delaying his coming and begins to beat the male and female servants and to eat and drink and be drunk, the master of the servant will come on a day when he is not looking for him and at an hour when he is not aware, and he will cut him in two and appoint him his portion with the unbelievers." And the servant who knew his master's will and did not prepare himself or do according to his will shall be beaten with many stripes. And notice in verse 45 it says, But if the servant says in his heart, My master is delaying his coming, and begins to beat the male and female servants, and to eat, drink, and be drunk, be drunk, to begin that process, that's the same word here, miscusios, to grow drunk, to begin to be softened. If he does this, then he's not going to be sober and watching for the master. He's not going to be sober and doing what the master wants him to be. He's not going to be in control of his faculties. And when his master comes back, verse 46, the master of the servant will come on a day when he is not looking for him and in an hour when he is not aware and will cut him in two and appoint his portion with the unbelievers. And the servant who knew his master will and did not prepare himself or do according to his will, shall be beaten with many stripes. He wasn't doing his master's will because he began the process of becoming drunk. And in so doing, he was not keeping his master's commandments. He was not doing what he needed to be doing. He should have been sober and following his master's commandments. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 through 11, the Bible says, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetousness, nor drunkards, nor reviles, nor exhorters will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. But you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. And so right along with all these horrible sins, fornication, adultery, adulterers, homosexuals, sodomites, thieves, covetousness, 
reviles, exhorters, is that word drunkards. And it is from the same Greek word methuskos, which means to begin the process, to be drunk, to grow drunk, to become or to begin to be softened. And so right amongst all these other sins, fornication, idolatry, adulterers, homosexuals, sodomites, revilers, thieves, exhorters, is the process of beginning to become drunk. Why? Because you are beginning the process of being out of control. And the Bible focuses a lot on the Christian being sober, in control of his life, in control of his actions, so that he can follow God's will. And here, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? And so this process of becoming drunk, growing drunk, beginning to be softened, Methuskos, is tied together with being unrighteous. And we never want to be unrighteous if we can help it. We should not be running to unrighteousness. We should be trying to stay away from it. How can two walk together unless they be agreed? Amos chapter 3 and verse 3. So how can we walk together with something God calls unrighteous and expect to walk with God? In Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 through 26, the Bible says, Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murderers, drunkenness, revivalries, and the like of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in times past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passion and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. And so again, we find this list of horrible sins. All sins are equal with God, but we find this list of things that is not going to inherit the kingdom of God. And right in the midst of it is the word methuskos, which means to begin to become drunk, becoming drunk, to begin to be softened, to grow drunk, to start that process of being out of control and not being sober so that you can make right decisions in your life is this word drunkenness. In amidst adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murder, revivalries. And he tells them again, of which I told you beforehand, just as I told you in times past, that those that practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Those that practice becoming drunk, growing drunk, beginning to be softened, they are not going to inherit the kingdom of God because it is at odds with the fruit of the Spirit those things that are good. In Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through 21, see, that, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Notice that right there. Not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. In Psalms chapter 20 and verse 1, we found that those that lingered long at the wine, those that drank wine were fools, and here again, he makes this same correlation. Verse 17, Therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, 
but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. So again, he ties being a fool with being drunk with wine, being unwise with being drunk with wine. And again, we see this word mesuskos, which means to begin, to become, to grow, to begin to be softened. You see how horrible God sees this process in being out of control? In Titus chapter 1, verses 5 through 9, For this reason I left you in Crete, that you should set in order the things that are lacking, and appoint elders in every city as I commanded you. If a man is blameless, the husband of one wife, having faithful children, not accused of dissipation or insubordination, for a bishop must be blameless as a steward of God, not self-willed, not quick-tempered, not given to wine, not violent, not greedy for money, but hospitable, hospitable, a lover of what is good, sober-minded, just, holy, self-controlled, holding fast the faithful word as he has been taught, that he may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and convict those who contradict. In the qualifications for an elder, we see not given to wine. Don't get drunk. Don't begin this process. Don't methuskos. Grow drunk. Be drunk. Become softened. You need to be sober, verse 8, but be hospitable, a lover of what is good, sober-minded, just, holy, self-controlled. Why did he need to be sober-minded? He need to be sober-minded because he would be making decisions for the church. And there are times when you're at home that you're going to be called upon to make decisions for the church that you might not know are coming. What happens if you are softened, if you're out of control, if your judgment has been altered, and you make the wrong decision for the church? This is why it's so important as Christians that we do not begin this process, but we stay away from it. In uh, Titus chapter 2, verses 1 through 15, the Bible says, But as for you, speak the things which are proper for sound doctrine, that the older men be sober, that's that word sober, in control, reverent, temperate, sound in faith, in love, in patience. Older women likewise, that they be reverent in behavior, not slanders, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they admonish the young women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, homemakers, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be blasphemed. Likewise, exhort the young men to be sober-minded in all things, showing yourself to be a pattern of good works, in doctrine, showing integrity, reverence, incorruptibility, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that one who is an opponent may be ashamed, having nothing evil to say of you. Exhort bondservants to be obedient to their own masters, to be well-pleasing in all things, not answering back, not pilfering, but showing all good fidelity, that they may adorn the doctrine of God our Savior in all things. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age, looking for that blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. Speak these things, exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no one despise your youth. Now, up in verse 3, it says, not given to much wine. Again, there's this idea that the drink there has to be alcoholic. It doesn't necessarily have to be. Oinos can be 
can be translated to either wine or grape juice. And the context has to tell us what is being talked about. Again, throughout the scriptures, he told us not to be drunkard or not to begin this process. And so what we have to expect here is that this is grape juice. What happens when one drinks a lot of grape juice? Well, we know the fiber in it, and you can go with that as you wish. In 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8 is the real reason why we need to be sober. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfastly in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. This is why we need to be sober. This is why we cannot begin the process of becoming drunk. We cannot be softened. We cannot grow drunk. We cannot become drunk. Is because in that state, it's easy for the devil to take advantage of us because he is our adversary and he roars about like a roaring lion. We need to be sober and children of the day. As God's people, we must be sober and in control of our faculties at all times because Jesus will return like a thief in the night and we need to be ready. So as we go about our lives today, let us take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. So, as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. We thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Media by visiting our website, BibleWayMedia.org. You can find all of our podcasts and all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.